Unplanned events can have devastating effects on businesses. What determines your success is whether or not you are proactive, prepared, and able to adapt when crisis hits. Having a proper crisis management plan forehand can save your business and help you quickly contain the crisis and recover from its impact. Welcome to the Creative Monday Discussion Show. I am your host, Mervyn Badram, and we are creatives transforming lives. Welcome back to the Creative Monday Discussion Show. I'm your host, Mervyn Batram, and I will be with you for the next hour. Tonight is going to be one of those, what I call those heavy topics. And we're going to talk about crisis management, how to proof your business from crisis, how to plan and uh, just cover your business from when crisis hits, right? And so I am saying that I have here my book. I have here my pen. I am ready to take notes and I want to encourage you guys, even when you show up to the Creative Monday Discussion Show, I'm bringing guests from all over the world, experts from all over the world, and I'm bringing them for you to help equip you, help uh, inspire, motivate, and transform your lives. Also giving you tools and tips to enhance your business, your organization. So come prepared with your pen. And my one is a pink pen. And you know, normally when you want to highlight something and remember it in your book, you use a red or a pink pen, right? So I'm sure a lot of the conversation tonight are things that I want to remember. So I brought my pink pen to take notes for tonight's segment. This episode is brought to you by Your Business in Digital Summit. It's a free three-day summit designed to help you grow your business on the global stage. Interested in growing your business on the global stage? We know you are. That's why we're inviting you to the Your Business in Digital Summit happening this Global Entrepreneurship Week. Three days, 20 speakers, and all the information you need to truly build your business and put your brand out there. Be sure to head over to www.yourbusinessindigitalsummit.com to get all the information and sign up for this free summit. Awesome. Awesome, guys. And I want to encourage you guys to sign up for the summit. Uh, I'm one of the speakers. I'm, I'm honored and humbled to be one of the speakers for this event. It's going to be amazing. Uh, right now, we are in the digital space, in the digital era. Everything is going online. And we were trying to navigate as business owners, as organizations. How do we get out there? Do Does the world want us? Does the girl even want our product? This summit will answer those questions. This summit will give you insights in how to position yourself uh, for the digital space that you're in. Uh, again, for those who are just tuning in, I want to welcome you guys to the Creative Monday Discussion Show. It's a pleasure having you with us. I wanted to also mention that we are now on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So for those who might have missed the show or you want to go and listen to just the audio version uh, without all the um, ads and different stuff, you can go and um, just start to subscribe to our Apple uh, our iTunes account, uh, follow us on Apple, uh, look for the Creative Monday Discussion Show, and you can subscribe and, um, and start to follow us. We, we take this episode every Monday night, episode we edit it and we re-upload it on Friday. So, so we have a new episode every Friday for you guys to tune in. And we're also going to have um, from time to time special interviews that we will upload to our podcast. And so only those who are following our podcast will get those additional 
content and additional information that we are uploading. You can also watch archives of our episode on our website, www.creativewondershow.com, where we archive all our episodes we have from last year there that you can go and see all the different uh, guests that we've had on the show. Um, finally, I just want to let you guys know that we're uploading content as well on our YouTube channel. We have a Creative Money Discussion Show YouTube channel as well as Mervyn Butra Media YouTube channel. And you want to get information that will inspire, motivate, transform your lives, and as well as give you tips, advice to improve and enhance your business. We want to jump in and introduce our guests. We don't want to wait too long. I know you guys are eager to, to, to learn more about crisis management, what it is, uh, how to crisis proof your business and things, uh, the thought processes that you need to be thinking about. So our guest for tonight is a communication uh, professional and entrepreneur. She has considerable expertise in public relation and has received academic and professional qualifications, garnering credentials in communication studies, management, and corporate risk and crisis. She believes in upholding integrity in whatever she does and is committed to her mantra to be a service to people in need in any part of the world. Here to share her expertise and how to crisis-proof your business, please welcome to the screen, Miss Tessa Drayton. Good evening, Tessa, how are you doing? Hi, Melvin. Once again, it's always a pleasure to it, be on your show. I'm good. It though. is a pleasure to have you back again. This is your second time. We had you last year. Uh, was this last year? Was I think it was, it was April. It feels, it, feels so like a, it feels like so long ago. Yeah. But we had you on. We were talking about crisis management, what it is. And you gave us uh, some amazing insight. Uh, a lot of our guests were asking for more. So we decided, hey, we need to bring you back. And we need to get more. So again, for those who are tuning in tonight, normally we go into uh, the, the speaker, who she is, her story, background. We did that in a previous episode already. So I want to encourage you to go go find that previous episode, watch it. And tonight, we're, this is part two, where we're kind of doing a continuation of a discussion we started off last or earlier on this year, right? So let's just hop right into it, um, Tessa. Like. Um, the first, the first question, I guess, I, I would like for us to stand, kind of dive into, you know, we, we know what crisis is. We, we've talked about the um, importance of having a crisis management plan, but how do we identify the necessary steps in place to mitigate potential threats? Thank you, Mervyn. Thanks again for having me and jumping, just answering your question right away. What we try to implement or encourage persons, individuals, entrepreneurs, and organizations to implement is the, we call it the three-stage risk management process, which gives the manager or the individual an understanding of how to create a structured understanding of the risk and, and can work in whatever environment that you're functioning in. The process can be used whatever scale and scope of the operation and whatever threats, however small, however large, we can implement the three-stage management process, which really looks at, sorry, which really looks at the risk assessment, risk control, and contingency planning. So to break it down in Lehman terms, where we could actually, you all could actually understand, the risk assessment actually gives you an understanding of the potential threat, identifying potential threats. It isn't possible to identify all threats, but you can identify 
potential threats. That is, identify what the problem is. And then we have the risk control. So we identify what the problem is and we identify now how can we solve this problem. And then there's the contingency planning, which we actually do as um, business owners. We implement the contingency planning only after something has happened, something has gone wrong. And this step tells us about what to do when something actually goes wrong. And then we could break it down even further by classifying it into likely, what is the likelihood of this threat happening and the impact of the threat when it actually happens. I see you writing. Do you want me to I am writing. I, 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 was, I, I, I wasn't joking when I said this is about okay. notes tonight, right? So, but, then the, I, I, but also I'm also taking notes because I do have, I, I do want to come back um, and kind of break it down as well for our audience as well, because we're talking about risk assessment and you talk about the potential threats. So like, what are some common potential threats that any business should be thinking about uh, when when they're developing their crisis plan for their business? Well, a lot of businesses focus on natural disasters, which is good, but we also can focus on product tampering, maybe a kidnapping in the organization. What about a major power outage? We yeah. had that maybe less than a month ago where social media was down for a considerable yeah. amount of time and persons were like a fish out of water, yeah. business owners that is. And some other things we could deal with, racial discrimination. Yeah. Um, what else? I'm can thinking we equipment. I'm trying to I'm give you simple it, ones that entrepreneurs yeah. could be on the lookout for sexual harassment. These simple things we can also we can also look at. But you have to then you would know your organization. So when you're doing that risk assessment, you would look at the likelihood of it happening and the impact it would have on the organization or on individuals when it actually does happen. So likelihood could take the form of it happens once a month, once a year, maybe twice a year. And the impact you would look at is it going to affect me financially, my organization uh, financially? For example, I may have to put out maybe less than 10,000 in damages. So it may cost me maybe a million plus in damages. So all those factors mm. you have to take into consideration when you're creating that risk assessment. You look at the low likelihood, low impact high likelihood, high impact. When it's at the low likelihood stage, the low likelihood, low impact stage, you don't really have anything to worry about because when you actually do have an impact of the the threat, it's like, okay, it's just, it's really low. We don't mm -hmm. have to close down our organization. We don't have to do a press release for that. When we look at, I'm trying to give you an example of low likelihood, high impact would be an earthquake. So it's not going to happen often, but when it does, depending yes, yes. on the the range of it, it can create catastrophic damages. Uh, and another example of maybe high impact, low. But COVID yeah. would have been low, low. Um, like COVID would have been low, but low, high impact. High COVID impact, a virus yes. is a is a really good example. But again, 
you don't really have we don't really have control over these things but it's still good from coming out of covid we know definitely when we're doing a risk assessment we could definitely put virus on the list yeah. but what is what is the chance of this happening it's not going to happen every year what is the likelihood of this happening so history would have shown that the last major virus we had um similar to covid would have been many years ago maybe more than more than 20 years ago so what is the likelihood of that happening often it's, it's not but you're still going to put that on your risk assessment list in the event that it does happen you know how to treat with it you also know how to position yourself financially which is really the key thing for organizations and um conducting a risk assessment it's good very good you know i i think i think that it that low likelihood high impact and then what's the other one high so we have the five stages so you have low likelihood low impact and then mm -hmm. you have low likelihood high impact and you have high likelihood high impact how much is that i call there <laughs> <laughs> That's three i think three, six seven. Three, okay so low likelihood low impact yeah. low likelihood high impact that's to low high likelihood low impact low impact and then you have high likelihood high impact mid likelihood mid impact and you really call this the risk matrix so this is also another aspect of the crisis management plan that you could make reference to or put together create that framework that could it could be used all over and for any organization and like i said from the most minor threat to major threat it can be used this framework can be used it's basically just to give you an idea of how to assess the threat i have an example of a high likelihood high impact that i think a lot of business have <laughs> which is the lack of a plan uh, oh setting, boy, yes. setting setting the plan like a lot of a lot of especially startup small business would not think oh, I need to have a crisis management plan. I need to think about these things. A lot of us, we just kind of jump in and we're just taking it one step at a time. So thinking about that, how, how would I find the right tools um, to, to start put a, a plan together? And what are some common tools that you're aware of that we can be even used for multiple crises, you know? Uh, these are the tools that I just identified, creating mm -hmm. that risk assessment so framework. taking the time to do that is yes, the tool. Yes, so you are done. So we're going to implement the three stages, which you have the risk assessment where you're going to identify what the problems are. Mm -hmm. Then you have risk control. What are we going to do about the problems? And then you have the contingency planning. That's your that's your plan right there. And then to break it down even further, we're going to classify them into the likelihood of it happening and the impact it will have. Because you also have to look, when you're looking at impact, you have to look at the the impact it will have on your customers, not just financially for the organization, but the, the customers, how long you're going to be out of business, the, the monies you're going to have to spend. Am I going to be out of business for two months, uh, mm. five months? Uh, how many customers are going to be affected? 20,000 or 100 customer? Is it 10% of the area where my offices is going to be affected? Is it 50%? So all that you have to take into consideration. So it's not a matter of just identify what the problems are but you have to classify them further because then when when you do end up in a crisis you're stuck when yeah. the problem does happen it's like oh 
I didn't think about how many customers would be affected, what method yeah. of communication I'm going to use to, to inform my customers that the business is actually going through a crisis. So all of that, you have to take into consideration. We have to break mm. it down into the smallest of steps until you think that you, you've met your goal in terms of, I think I have uh, met the requirement. I've reached that goal of the likelihood of this trend happening and the impact, the full impact is gonna have. Am I gonna have to borrow, take a loan from the bank when I uh, put out maybe a million dollars in damages? It's it's a lot. Am I still gonna be yeah. operational after this, mm. after a crisis? So all of those things we have to take into consideration. So it's I not just, uh, sorry, it's not just when I, as an entrepreneur, we create that business development plan. And then I recognize that we focus a lot on the marketing and the branding and why yeah. all of that is good. <laughs> what happens when something, when you, you're faced with a, a threat or a crisis? For example, when we had the, the social media collapse, yeah. just it was, was like more than ago. eight hours. I'm telling you, I was relaxed. And some, <laughs> of my, some of my friends, my colleagues in the communications field, we were just relaxed because we know we're not totally dependent on social yeah. media. We would also implement traditional media in advertising campaigns. So we were just good, but people won't. We saw people pulling their heads out who's yeah. trying to call these business owners. I don't know what to do because everything was just Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. LinkedIn worked, but it's only yeah. so much you could have posted exactly. on, on LinkedIn. My the business really functioned a lot on how they communicated with their customers on those two major platforms, Facebook and Instagram. So now you know for future reference when you create you gotta have plan, more. I can help with that. Yeah, you gotta have <laughs> what more. is gonna happen. In the event I experienced the same crisis where we have technological failure, that's a perfect example of another crisis. What am I going to do as a business owner? Because we could end up with it for more than eight hours, maybe 24 hours, two days, you don't know. Mm. So you need to have something in place. What I, what I love about this, Tessa, and even what I love about thinking about crisis management or having, it's not just crisis management, but crisis proof your business. And what I love about it is that it's an, it's an ongoing process. Yes. You do the initial work. Uh, you, you do want to take the time to sit and strategize. And, and I think it's, I agree with you. It's important to bring someone from an external point of view to kind of look at uh, the company and look at the organization and say, have you considered this? Have you considered that? Because it helps to have a outside perspective, but it's a, it's a, it's a living document. It's a living uh, uh, plan that you're developing. And every time you hit a crisis, you can revisit that and you can update it. You can enhance it. You can improve it. Right. And so I love, I love this because it, it really, I think it, it gives the right mindset that, an entrepreneur needs to be thinking. You can't just be thinking about the marketing. You can't just be thinking about making the money. You also got to think about sustainability and Correct. having a plan for crisis will definitely um, assist you in that process. But you also have to share the plan. And one yeah. of the issues, uh, recurring issues that it, it just keeps happening. And I keep hearing that the management wants to keep it all to themselves. They want to mm -hmm. keep that information all to themselves. So when uh, when you're actually faced with a crisis, you're faced with that impending threat, the lower level people, they don't know. 
they want to help, but we don't know because you kept everything to yourself and now your back is against the wall. Then we're called in to try and save the day. We don't even have the information. It's just yeah. you have to you have to share the information with your management, with your lower level staff. Everybody has to get involved, delegate tasks. This is what you're gonna do when uh crisis hits us. You identify what type of crisis, because remember, we already classified it, right? Mm -hmm. And we share that with our staff and you assign roles. This is what you're going to do. This person is going to be responsible for liaising with the media. This person is going to be responsible with liaising with HSE as well. So you need to have a flow of the communication. Communication is key, integral when it comes mm -hmm. to uh, crisis response plan. Key. And you have to do refreshers. So it's not a matter of we do this today yeah. and maybe next six months or at the end of the year when we're having a Christmas party, we just mention <laughs> it a bit, you know, we're just dining and stuff. No, <laughs> at least every two months you do a refresher because you also have new staff that may be coming in. So you have to do in your onboarding training, implement that, teach them this is what we're going to do. When this is our crisis plan, this is what we're going to do in the event of a crisis. This is your role, continuous training. And then you have to evaluate because you're going to get tested. Mm -hmm. What happened? Why did this fail? Maybe you misunderstood what the problems were. Maybe you misunderstood what the, the solutions were. Maybe you just mismanaged everything. And that's fine because you get to learn from that small issue. And then you reevaluate and make amendments to the existing plan that you have. You know, I love I love what you're saying about communication. In preparation for this, I was just doing some research and reading reading up, and it says like seventy percent of organization disregards communication often, and then two thirds of the audience generally don't hear it. And so they were saying the importance of communicating and over communicating and keep communicating um, in times of, especially in times of crisis uh, uh, with our team, right? And so I, I really do appreciate. Uh, that aspect of communication. What would you say are some good um, communication uh, tips or, or, or things, ways to communicate with your team during a time of crisis? <laughs> oh boy. Well, let some me good make reference. To, yeah, let me make reference considering many persons still communicating virtually. Yeah. You try, you're not trying to wear us down with the meetings, but you try to keep, I don't know, I don't know the nature of your organization. You would know, but you also need to keep abreast maybe every other day, maybe weekly. Keep it brief. You send emails, but you have to keep the communication going. How are you going with your role? We recently had this issue here. Could you liaise with this company? Again, your suppliers, the manufacturers, keep it going. What's happening on your end? Can I have feedback, continuous feedback? Mm. Again, you're communicating. So we can't go outdoors, maybe in the office setting like we usually, oh, sorry, something just attacked me, <laughs> like we usually do. But you could make it work via another platform like we're doing here. But you have to keep emphasizing. I can't emphasize enough how important communication is. What do you understand by this? Because you might think some one of your employees understand uh, 
maybe their role and really and truly they don't for instance maybe you have to relate information to the media this is a liaison person but because you haven't even done a refresh or communicated in a while and here it is refaced mm. with this let me see i probably got damage on the compound and you just you don't know anything that wasn't there who's this employee when did he come back out to work especially if you're in hr and also things like yeah. that you want to keep um you want to keep talking with them and and want to make sure everybody's on the same page yes i understand my rules and responsibilities what happens when i'm incapacitated i'm unable to function in my role who is going to function on my behalf is that person trained fully so you'll have to do that as well when you're communicating with your staff the backups what we call them Man, it, this is good. And, you know, Tessa, wanna, as you were sharing just now and you're talking about the media, um, like it, it, dropped, it dropped in my thought. I mean, how, you know, when do you go to the media? Like you said, like, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, so an employee got hurt or something happened. How do you know when to go to the media and what to go to the media for? Okay, so I just want to get my thoughts clearly and make sure, sure. I answer you correctly. Okay, so we have the two types of media. We have the digital media, and then we have the traditional media. Mm -hmm. And they're usually on top of their game. We also have persons who troll the media, for example, social media. And you actually want someone like that in your organization, monitoring. Mm -hmm. Let me don't use the word trolling. <laughs> so you're monitoring the activities. You're aware of what is happening in your organization, and you're also monitoring what is happening on, for example, Facebook. So the moment something happens you can be on top of it you get to the media and you would have already have uh i hope a relationship yeah, the with the media you can draft a basic press release maybe just change the contents a bit depending on what the issue is and you know automatically i could call suzanne i could call alfred this is what is happening and you get on top of that immediately it's good. Uh, a comment came in from Nida. Naida. I hope I'm saying your name right. Apologies if I'm not. Uh, but she's saying, I don't own my business, but I always aspire to own one. And I do love all these important tips before owning one in the future. Listening to the expert experience, people always help. And I do appreciate all the guest speakers. I love the SWOT analysis that Ms. Tessa mentioned. Thank you, Nidia. Oh, for... I thought it was a question. No, it's a comment. It's a, I just want to take the time <laughs> to acknowledge you, it. We, we, do, we do appreciate our audience, our guests for tuning in. And uh, she she is one of our regulars. So we want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, just know, Tessa, you were talking about media. I love how you differentiate the different types of media because there is the, the general media, news, press, and then there is the social media Um and and it, it's important to know which one we're going, we're communicating to, and we're sending um, uh, our, our our messaging out to. So with that in mind, what's the best way to incorporate? And I'm talking now about the traditional media. What's the best way to incorporate traditional media as part of a crisis management strategy? Well, like I said, you always have the press release with traditional media. Let me add, the once the disaster has uh what's the word the the crisis has settled and and dissipated and that's over and done with traditional media 
they keep it moving. So initially a press release may be issued, but after that, you just keep it moving. Whereas with social media, you're going to get continuous ups, updates within the pre-crisis mm-hmm. pre state, sorry. And even after the crisis has happened, people continue to talk. You continue to give updates. This is what has happened. It lingers for a while. So you can yeah. actually use both, but digital media is actually more effective. It's impactful, impactful communication tool to use. However, it could also be your worst enemy yeah. if not managed <laughs> well yeah. and strategically. Well, we we have an example of that. We were talking about this last week um, in Belize that recently happened where uh, it came to the media. I think it started with a social media thing where they said they were putting toilet paper in tacos. And that kind of it ended up on news and it was a big viral thing here in Belize. Now, here's the impact. I'm coming to work. I normally stop and pick up my tacos every every other morning and I find myself hesitant <laughs> to buy tacos because it impact. It does have a mental impact on you, what goes out on the media. So in situations like that, um, how can a company kind of get involved and start to, to, to change the script and, and bring things back in order uh, to kind of help them in, because that's a crisis. I see that as a crisis yes. for the tacos industry yes. in, in full. So what should they be doing um, in a situation like this? Well, in an instance like that, moving, the public health, when it comes to crisis management, the public safety is priority. So what you do is you contact the public health inspector. They'll probably be on top of it before you and visit mm. your organization and they would inspect and show you're following the correct processes as in terms of food preparation, following the protocols. You get that okay, you get the all clear. Then, of course, the media is there to um, solidify that even more. But what I would do if that had happened to me, and I would advise other customers, you can prepare the meal in front of them. Maybe not in the large scale that because it's going to take time, but you know, just prepare a small portion. This is how I uh, prepare the tacos. I love tacos. I can't even imagine that happening <laughs> to me. Play on my mind, and I want to see you prepare that food. It'll yeah. just appease me. And yeah. I'd be like, okay, granted you have those going to be like, now nah, I'm going to eat this anyway, those faithful <laughs> customers. But, you know, ones like us moving, I want to see you prepare that meal. It's one thing for the public health inspector to give you that E. And you go ahead, you're in the clear, but I want a little more. It's one thing for the media to see, you know, the public health inspectors, um, they didn't find any fault. No, just go a little bit further, maybe, maybe even start a give out some free tacos. I would love that very much, <laughs> you know, and, um, yeah. and and try to rebuild your the public's confidence. That is what yeah. you want. You want to gain their trust all over again. Because sometimes people are just up to mischief. Yeah. When I heard about it and I, you know, went to research, I was like, what? Toilet paper, they, they disintegrates quickly. Like, this doesn't even yeah. make sense. That's a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> so I knew that person was up to mischief. But it's one thing to come to your own conclusion. You still have to allow the, the authorities to do their part. And then mm. you do your part to regain the your customers' trust all over again. And eventually, I think it's going to die down. That rumor yeah. is going to die down. Maybe somebody was looking for a quick fix. Yeah. Easy money, but eventually it dies down. And it's not to say it was like 
you know, you know, the the it's the whole line of persons that was selling food on that stretch. It it wasn't even like that. If it was like I was like, oh, it's not just one person, it's three yeah. one. Like, oh, okay. And then, you know, it'd be like, let's close off a little bit, see how yeah. this helps. Right. Yeah. But your 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 interest is always to make sure the public persons are their well-being, it's safety. I, I, I love that. I know, and I, I we have a comment here from Kenneth Niles, um, and he is saying it's important to note that social media can create second-degree crisis. I love Indeed. that. Second-degree burns, <laughs> second-degree crisis. That is why yeah. we, encourage, we encourage managers, owners, to appoint someone to speak on the company's behalf, but you have to be well-trained. I have had so many bad experiences where I'm the owner, I want to talk. I want to mm. be a star, but you're just making things worse. worse. What is the it's impact true. when I, as the owner, speak? Yeah. I give my mouth liberty and I speak, and I it's like whatever goes. And yeah. I don't care. I still have loyal customers, yes, but for how long? Yeah. So it is important to have to be trained. I can help with that if you wish my team and i just put in it out there but it is Very important good. to have a designated maybe one person or more than one person but also to have the head of the organization uh to be trained because as mr Niles said social media can create a second crisis. i love that crisis yes i really do like that as much as it can be in an impactful communication tool it can also be detrimental remember people save your messages the moment you put a message out there screenshot it they keep it just like a little teddy bear and they snuggle with it and they just wait for the right time <laughs> pull it back out yeah to, this place of it and then it's all over for you so it takes a long time for you to put your business together get your business together and it takes a matter of seconds for social media to bring it all down and to note i love that you know i know something like even as you're saying that just now and i'm reflecting on me i'm a very passionate guy i'm when i do something i go all out and i can easily see see when it comes to like motivating um uh, encouraging, challenging, getting things to the next level. I'm the guy for it. But then when when things get frustration, frustrated, my frustration, because I'm so passionate, my frustration shows on my face. Like I can't hide it. So I'm just thinking, so I might not be the best face for the company if there's a crisis and, and the importance of having uh, other people actually have one of my staff. She's excellent, Miss Miss Gillett. She's just calm and how she just can articulate um, herself, right? And just recognizing recognizing each person's role and then yes. knowing how to cut that person loose in the company to function in their role. But it's okay if you don't want to be that spokesperson as the owner, yeah. but you still should have some idea of what is happening. The worst yeah. thing is when your organization is falling apart and yeah. no comment not yeah. because you don't know not because you don't want to come in sorry because you just don't know it's like what's happening i'm just about yeah. i'm just about counting the cash that you all make for me on a daily basis i don't know what's happening i don't we had this employee working for how long i thought i was just hr's responsibility no mm. <laughs> it's not so you need to know you need to have an idea of exactly what is happening in your organization and with your employees again communication is integral in the crisis plan crisis management process great we we have a question that came in from nida again as well let's get that up uh she's asking 
we have the question. Yeah. What are some of other what are some other effective strategies you can use for the digital media? And I, I would say in handling crisis and we've talked, we've been talking a lot about different things we can do. So what are some other effective strategies we can use uh, with digital media and crisis? Did I mention I mentioned that you could also you could you can have a creator press release, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a format that we're gonna use. You're just gonna change the content. So in the event that something that does happen, you don't have much work to do. And this is also oh, have that ahead of time prepared. Yeah, you, you create that framework. Okay. Somebody asked me actually to do that for them recently. Create a framework. So all you're doing is changing the content when something that when something does happen, a threat occurs. And that really helps a lot. So in addition to having that one team member, several team members train, you also can implement simple communication tools like the press release that would help disseminate that information quickly. Very good. Uh, we have a question here from Kenneth Niles. Uh, would you suggest community responsibility to achieve the needed resilience? Could you break that down a little bit? Yes, can it elaborate um, a bit, Mister? Elaborate. Nine. Send us, send us a little bit more. Um, what yeah, about community. Yeah, because I can answer the resilience part, but I just want you to elaborate yeah, a bit. And and while while Mister Naz is as um unpacking that question, what I and we were talking about this off air before we came on, like what I've been recently dealing with is how to lead my team in in in. In a time of crisis, um, we're in the pandemic time. Uh, we've been—I I mentioned to you—we've had some equipment situations. Um, I had some client situations, and so leading your team in 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 crisis time. What would you say? Are uh, we talked about communication? But is there any other uh, thing you would want to add to that, or anything else you can uh, you can see as a leader of a company? We should be thinking about mindset. Um, or even our mental health in in these times of crisis, because you know many times our minds and how 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 that's being affected gets really challenged in crisis times. Well, I would say that I'm not an expert of on mental health, but I just touched a bit briefly in terms of building resilience, and you can build resilience to help cope with the stress as a leader and cope with anxiety and you can build resilience based on past experiences things you would have experienced and you know it you didn't cope well it didn't work out well for any situation so you know you can't apply that method again right yeah. and you can also have self-care right take care of yourself you exercise because what this stress does it just creates tension in your muscles so you have muscle tension you have high blood pressure you have stroke you have a whole lot of health issues um happening because of the the stress relation related um environmental issues that you are currently uh battling with so i would suggest that you try and build up a resilience. You yeah. you know what you have experienced before, so you know what to do and what not to do to have uh, so you win, that wouldn't be repeated, yeah. right? And you also surround yourself with 
people, human interaction is, is very important in terms of the touch, the hug, or maybe we can't do that right now, but you could still call, you can still FaceTime, all those things that, that takes away from the, the stress. And you could also encourage that, but as a leader, you know, but you have to do it, encourage that with your staff. Yeah. Some things you have control over and some things you don't have control over. You don't have control over a virus. You don't have control over the economy. Uh, you don't have control over, for example, uh, a job, losing a job or or wanting to get a job. But what you can do, for example, in, in that case is improve your skills, make yourself yeah. more marketable. So, you know, when, you know, you do put out that application, you're giving yourself a, a better chance. So I would suggest those little tips when it comes to building resilience yeah, as, a, as a leader, looking at that, looking at a pattern. Very good. You know, and, and I'd like to also offer to our viewers, because as I mentioned earlier, this is what I've been going through, what I've been dealing mm -hmm. with. Um, so it's very fresh for me. It's very like now for me. And so I've been like documenting my process and my journey. But, you know, the importance of staying positive, I've realized as a leader, the moment I start to go negative, that just trickles throughout my company. Well, so I've, I've had to I've had to learn how to manage, manage that for me. Um, in, in those times as well. You were going to say? What you also have to do as that was the key thing and I forgot is yeah. acceptance. Yeah. You have to accept this is what is happening. I don't have control over it, but I do have control over my actions and how I yes. respond to it. Yes. Right? And the more that, what I realized, the more that we deny something is happening, we just keep prolonging the pain. <laughs> so yes. we accept that this has happened or is happening, and we try to reach out for mm -hmm. help, somebody yes. trustworthy, because you can't yeah. really do it on your own. So you reach out for the help, you get together. It could be somebody known to you. It could be a psychologist, a psychiatrist. Yeah. But accept that this is happening and that's the first stage uh, to moving forward. Very good. And then I have here, uh, and this kind of ties in, but for me, I remember doing, doing a, 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 I was speaking years ago and I, I said the book stops with me. Right. And that's what I and I and I brought that back up. You know, that ownership as the leader of the company, the box stops mm -hmm. with me. So I'm just offering these uh additionally to what Tessa is saying as well. That you know, as a leader in your company in going through a crisis time, um being positive, uh setting the tone, real, realizing that the box stops with you. And then Tessa talked about this earlier, the importance of communication. And then this is something I'm learning as well, being present, like and uh, and you said this, Tessa, like even with the I, I can delegate that person to to deal with the media, but I still need to know what's going on in my company. I need to be present uh, in my company, right? And so those are some of the things um, I'm I've, I'm trying and I'm learning um, on my own journey right now as well, right? Uh, not, uh, Mr. Niles gave us, I think he elaborated. So let's get. I his. was just about to ask <laughs> if he elaborated. Yes, he did. So let me say the crisis from. Um, SM is not isolated to an individual. How can we encourage communities to be engaged in re re sorry, re oh, sorry, rectifying, rectifying. Issues, rectifying issues that affect individuals to establish the resilience, a context of hom homostasis? homostasis. Ooh, that's a lot. Wow. This, this, is, uh, this is loaded. Thanks, Mr. Naz. I appreciate the-, the It the, is loaded. This is yeah. part three. <laughs> this is part <laughs> three. Mr. Naz yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, Any thoughts what, on this? 
what happens is i'm just thinking about rumors as it relates to uh, this questions and oftentimes that we will see for example like the police service in our country in trinidad do not do not react or respond to messages if it's not directly from the TTPS communications department. Let me just give that example. Because what happens is people just hear something and they just run with it without confirming that this is actually true. For example, the same is the tacos issue. Somebody mm -hmm. just said this and they ran with it. Right. So you can encourage that even with social media, create your own network, or you may already have your existing network and say, you know, we can't, let's just validate this information first before sharing it among our community or within the community. And once that is validated, then, you know, it's still not okay to share rumor, but at least, you know, there is uh, truth to this and you're dealing with people. So it is important to take persons into consideration, be empathetic. Yeah. Exercise some form of empathy. We see many times uh, an incident happen, whether it's uh, a murder, drowning, and people just, they just post. They just post like crazy because I could just take a pic and upload it and not giving consideration as, as to how an individual would feel, how their relatives would feel. So it's important. You would know your community to establish that, that type of, um, what's the word? communication in terms of not spreading news that will hurt persons yeah that's yeah. what i would do yeah um very good thanks tessa for that you know i i, I hope i, I answer this questions and i hope i answer that I think you gave some insight. I mean, the, the whole thing of um, checking information before we're running with it. I mean, in, especially in the social media era we're in, people just run with stuff without verifying that it's true, it's authentic. So the importance of training ourselves to to go and do the research. The facts is the, the it get the facts, get the correct facts before you running run with any information. So I think that's and get it from a reputable source. Get it from reputable source. I agree with that. Sources. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Because sometimes so, you see old videos resurfacing and it's like, oh, when did this robbery happen? And then some yeah. organization, maybe the TTPS itself, no, this happened two years ago, mischief, yeah. idol yeah. person. So within that community itself, you it's the onus is upon you. Maybe you have a somebody, a leader within that community to say, hey, let's not run with this information and just keep sharing willy-nilly. Let's confirm that this is actually true. Let's validate the information. Let's still be mindful of uh, the person's feeling because you're dealing with people at the end of the day and whether they were in the wrong or not, it's still going to have an impact on uh, how they feel. Yes. On what you posted and that message that you shared. Yeah. We, we have a question that came in uh, via, via WhatsApp. So it said, how important is risk assessment for a sole proprietor home-based business? And at what stage of your business do you want to do risk assessment? Risk assessment is done from the onset when you're creating your business development plan and you're creating your marketing plan and your branding plan, you fit that crisis management <laughs> plan right in there. It's like, okay, you begin to do your risk assessment, you begin to classify, do the classification like what I mentioned at the beginning and make that part of your entire business development plan. 
It's a mindset. I think it's a mindset that you just gotta embrace um, if you're gonna be in business. And and this this is a um it's not a new mindset, but it's a mindset that a lot of business don't grab a hold of. And I, I love that we're talking about this tonight because even for me, you know, being in business for years and you you many times you wait until you hit a crisis before you, you react. So we're reactionary. Um, what right. we're talking about tonight is being uh, responsive. We're, we're talking about being yes. proactive, thinking ahead, looking ahead and analyze what's going on. And then from there, formulate a plan. Uh, Mr. Nas says, yes, com com sorry, communities have proven to be great support groups and offers a safety net for, for future. Thank you, Mr. Nas, for your contribution Thank tonight. You, we Nile. really appreciate it. And and again, I, I just hope that everyone's taking notes. Again, my, my book, if I can show you my book, it's full, full. I have lots of uh, notes I'm taking here because, guys, I'm serious about my business. I'm serious about... Um, having an impact in the world, an impact in community, and we need help. And that's why we're bringing up experts like Tessa, and she said it over and over tonight, and I hope you didn't miss it. Uh, if you need help uh, with putting your strategy together, you need help in just brainstorming some of these things, that's what she does. Reach out to her. Her contact information uh, is on the screen. We'll have it up for you guys to reach out to her um, and, and utilize and get some of these things uh nailed down in your company and your organization. Tessa, I have a question for you. This this is this is just me. Hope it's an easy one. <laughs> I think it's an easy one. You know, I'm not sure if you've seen the show. Um, this is one of my girls, the show that my girls like to watch, Chicken Little. And you know, one of the things in that show, every minute is like, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And he's running around, getting the whole tongue uh, stirred up, the sky is falling. And then, um, and then nothing was happening from there. How do you identify if a threat is real or not? Like what, like where, where, what are some of the guidelines to say, is this a real threat or is this just a fake threat? No, but many times moving, we would have experienced uh, that level of threat, maybe at a low level mm -hmm. and we haven't really paid attention Mm. And then it just keeps happening. It keeps recurring, mm. recurring, recurring. And then boom, there's a big impact. And you're like, how did this happen? How did this mm. get here? It was happening. Chicken Little was <laughs> real. Yeah, but you're like, no, they're slow. I don't have to make a big deal. No, you still look at it. You still pay attention. You still take note. And it's mm. like, okay, this at this moment, this is going to have a low impact, but I'm still going to take a uh, note of it. So many times when we experience a crisis is because we have been seeing the signs all along and mm. we're just not paying attention. You know your car giving trouble. You hear any noise and you're like, we're nah, I can make it. it. Mm. Yeah, I could make it five more miles. <laughs> I could make it happening every day. You know, you're dropping the children to school. You're here and it's like, no, nah, I'm good. Mm. I don't need a mechanic. I'm my own mechanic. And then, you come into your show, your vehicle stops working. <laughs> you can't get anybody, you know, what do you call mm. them? The, the car service people to assist you until how many other hours a week. But you heard, you had the little hints. So rather than nip those things early in the bud, we just let it fester until mm. it becomes out of control. And we don't have to do that. The signs are always there. We pay attention. So it's... It. It's important when when Chicken Little, that person who's a Chicken Little in the organization, starts to speak up and say the sky's 
is falling, it's important to pull them aside and say, okay, let's break this down. What are you seeing? Because yeah. maybe they're, they're seeing something in the future that we're not seeing. And so the importance of pulling them and say, hey, what are you seeing? And how is this unpacking for you? Yes. And then start to set a plan. If this happens, this is what we're going to do. Yes. Don't just cast it aside. Disregard them. I love this. Yeah. Love until that. later on, we'll attend to that. Don't just Amen. do that. Let's see. Let's look at it now. You may not have to go in depth, but you know, you still take note of it. Okay. We're going to revise this a bit later on. Not too late on. Maybe a few weeks from now. Somebody has come to tell you something. You look at the note you just took. It's like, you know what? I'm seeing some similar traits. I'm seeing mm. what seems to be a pattern. Let's see how we can make this into as part of our risk assessment. Let's see how we can classify this further. So you begin to not take it for granted. Very good. Mentessa, this was awesome. This is great I, content. I believe those who stayed with us. And thank you guys for everyone who stayed with us uh, tonight and, and commented. Thank you for Mr. Kenneth Niles, uh, Nadia, Nada for commenting and contributing to the discussion and everyone who stayed uh, tuned in with us tonight. Uh, Tessa, how can people get in touch with you um, and utilize, uh, access your information and your services? You can uh, reach out to me on my website. I think it's on the screen, www.tnd-communications. I also have a questionnaire crisis management questionnaire, crisis management, crisis response questionnaire. So you can fill it out. It will give me an idea what your challenges are. We can set up a 15-minute free session. We could just brainstorm a bit, talk about it, and see where we go after that. But you can definitely get me on my website. You can reach out to me via Very social good. media, LinkedIn, or via WhatsApp. And my number is also on the screen, so I'm open to discuss further and assist you in creating a risk assessment module framework for your business. Perfect, perfect. Thank you very much, Tessa. I really appreciate you. And for our audience, I, I want to encourage you take advantage of these guests and opportunities. Uh, Tessa is telling you, you can get a free 15 minutes consultation. I would step on that if I were you. I would step on that if, if I were you. <laughs> We've had a guest in the past, uh, Mark Gordon, who also said, hey, fill out his form and he will give you a free consultation session. Guys, step on these opportunities. Uh, they're, they're, I've utilized them and it, it's helped me tremendously in my own journey uh, with my own business. So thank you, Tessa. Thank you so much for being thank with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, definitely, as a, was a Thank you to the me. audience. Thank you so much for having me for a second time. Looking forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Shoot me an email, send me a message. I'm, I'm always open and awesome. I may not respond right away, but I'll definitely but you will. respond. I will respond. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. We are almost out of time. I just want to uh, let you know that we will be back next week uh, right here. This month, uh, the month of November is coming up, and we will be focusing a lot on mental health, on uh, the growth mindset, and uh, kind of just really how to think what's what's the thought process as an entrepreneur, a business owner, um, and uh, just really getting into that space. We have some guests that's going to be joining us next week that will be talking specifically about pursuing uh, prioritizing mental health over professional pursuit. You don't want to miss that episode. We'll be learning a lot about uh, how we need to be thinking about ourselves. And even last week's episode with uh, Ronelli talked about that. I really appreciate that episode because we're able to kind of really reflect on what we want and what we don't 
what we don't want, right? And so I just want to encourage you guys to tune in next week. I also want to uh, thank our team for, for just all the hard work behind the scenes. I want to thank my team, Ruth, Kimana, Joshua, and Shireen. They've done an amazing job in just making everything happen behind the scenes. Uh, you see me, guys. You see me here every week, guys. There's a, an awesome team behind me that's working tirelessly to make sure everything works, clicks, and uh, flow. And I just want to say thank you to these guys for just all their hard work. These ladies and one guy actually that um, make all these hard work. Uh, this show happens every week. I want to say thank you to our networks, TNC here in Belize, for really catching the vision of the show and being one of the first stations to really run with the show and, and support us. Caribbean Invest TV from Europe as well, So Arise TV from uh, Antigua and Barbuda for carrying the show. Thank you guys so much. And I want to say a big thank you to our creative community uh, family for tuning in weekly. Uh, and if you miss an episode, you can always head over to our website, creativemoneyshow.com, where you can... Uh, watch the archive we'll see you again next week same time same place and i want to remind you guys and I, i've been wanting to say this a lot and i'm going to say it a lot more but i want to remind you to treat every day like it's a monday god bless you take care